The Film Guide with Sam and Chris, part of the St. Albans podcast with Danny Smith. Chris, and we are joined by this week's host uh, to guide us through the films out of the cinema and on free-to-air TV, it's Sam Rolfe. Oh, hi, Chris. Hi, nice to uh, nice to see you there. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I'm excited for this week's films. Well, uh, do tell, what is new to the cinema this week? As of today, the 27th of August, we will be treated to, I guess, a remake, a reboot, potentially. I'm not sure what uh, exact path this is, this is taking, a, a sequel, I'm not sure, of... Candyman. Candyman. Don't want to say that too many times. No, um, definitely not. So let's leave it at those two, shall we? <laughs> so this is, like I say, maybe a reboot, a sequel, or a remake of the 1992 version of this movie. And we've got Jordan Peele, who directed Get Out, Us, and forthcoming nope uh which i just want to see that based on the title alone yep. like why is there not a movie called nope like a horror <laughs> movie called nope already like this just genius it is almost a perfect name and exactly. i don't even know what it's about but it's no, a perfect exactly. name for a horror Got movie. no idea yep so yeah I'm, I'm excited for that coming 2022 i believe as we are here in 2021 jordan peele has has written this version of the film and we've got a, a director, Nia DaCosta, di- directing this contemporary incarnation of the cult classic. I believe Nia DaCosta is um, going to be directing, or is currently directing, uh, The Marvels, which is the sequel to Captain Marvel in the MCU. Ah, a sequel to Captain Marvel, we say. Indeed. They're okay. called The Marvels. I see. What, like a family thing? Like The Incredibles? I, well, I mean, sort of similarly in that I think Miss um, Mar- Marvel, uh, who's going to have a Disney Plus uh, series later this year, uh, will be in the film as well. So it's as well as Captain Marvel. It's other Fabulous. Marvels. Okay, brilliant. Uh, well, all of this interlinked, you know, work that all these people are doing, all very exciting. So yeah, Candyman. Oh damn, I said it again. I'm excited to go see that at some point potentially uh, in the cinema. But if you don't want to be, um, if you're a bit of a wuss like me, or maybe a child, and you don't want to see Candyman, what what could you see instead? You could instead see Ainbow, Spirit of the Amazon. Okay, sounds more like my thing. Yeah, this is an animated uh, movie about a girl who was born up, born and grew up in the deepest jungles in the Amazon, in Colonia. And unfortunately, given the state of the world, she ends up having to fight against the exploitation of her lands, children, logging, illegal mining, and so forth, trying to save her home before it's too late. So a sort of a hard-hitting story, I'm guessing, you know, bringing the truth about all the horrible things happening in the Amazon, but wrapped up in a summer holiday treat that you might take your children to during summer holidays. Why, in in many ways, deforestation is more terrifying than the aforementioned titular character who we shall not name name again from the previous film. Absolutely, yes, we are... Uh, deforestation, one of the main causes of uh, releasing carbon dioxide into the atmosphere and um, causing climate change and such. Yeah, we're we're in trouble, people. So oh, okay, so there's so there's two absolutely terrifying films so far. What is the possible third option if I don't want to be terrified by either uh, vengeful murderers or deforestation? How about a vengeful god instead? 
Okay, I'm intrigued. So, well, I don't know how much Vengeful God is actually in this, but... I didn't about think a group... so. I didn't see where you're going with this, but... It's about a group of Catholic schoolgirls. So, um, as far as I understand, God is normally quite vengeful in the, in Catholicism, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, so, this is set in the 1990s in Scotland, and uh, this group of girls get to go into Edinburgh for a choir competition, but girls will be girls, and they're much more interested in drinking, partying, and hooking up rather than winning said competition. I, I saw the trailer for this. Mm, and me too. it had very much uh, Dairy Girls sort of vibes. Exactly. That's, that was going to be something that, you know, you've hit upon the nail the nail upon the head there, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, except say in Scotland. But I think, yeah, this could, be, this could be quite fun. And yeah, even the trailer just seemed to definitely invoke that. But my one... I, I will keep coming back to this time and again, is that this is written by two men um, about teenage girls and directed by a man. So as fun as it will be, I'm sure I would just really like to see stories about women and girls written by women and girls. But I'm sure. not saying that's necessarily that it's necessarily um, going to make this movie yeah, a bad one. It doesn't make one. it a bad film. No, not at all, not but... at all, not at all. But just a little bit tiring every time for sure. me personally. So... There we go. But yes, I, I would like to also see that. I think we never actually said the name of the film. It's called Our Ladies. Yeah, it's probably best to get the name of the film in there. So yeah, this was actually see it. this was actually uh, due out in twenty. Well, I think it was made in twenty nineteen and potentially for release in twenty twenty in sort of April twenty twenty. And obviously with coronavirus and everything, it's been pushed back twenty in sort of April twenty twenty. And obviously with coronavirus and everything, it's been pushed back. <laughs> Right now, part two, this is where we see what is new to streaming. What horrors are there on Netflix this uh, this week? What horrors? Yep. Um, well, there are quite a few horrors, but none that are Netflix originals. We are looking at a reimagining, reboot, restyling of the 1999 She's All That with a release. You can watch it as soon as you stop listening to the podcast. It's, it's available now, Friday the 27th. He's all that. So I'm guessing from the title, this is a, uh, a gender-swapped version of She's All That. It is indeed. So I just, I, I, I just, I don't know why. I just, this makes me so, <laughs> this is just making me so angry. This, this, I haven't even seen the trailer. I saw a still and it just infuriated me. So we've got a teen social media influencer, Paget. She has a humiliating on-camera breakup, which goes viral, which then leads her to make a risky bet to save her reputation, where she swears she can turn an antisocial Cameron into prom king material. But, Chris, I'm sure you didn't see this coming. No. Things get complicated when oh, she finds why? herself she finds herself falling for him IRL. Oh no. Because In no real doubt life. I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna guess. Under his scruffy antisocial exterior, he's actually, if you just combed his hair the other way, he's very handsome and charming. Yeah, I mean, I bet he doesn't even wear glasses. So when you, t you know, when you take them off, like in the original, she's all that. Then she just becomes uh, he, where she just becomes, you know, this sudden beauty, or, because the glasses made her so hideous at the time. But sorry, I. Yes, I'm very frustrated by this. Shall we move on? Okay, that's 
<laughs> oh, it also, it, actually, it also stars Rachel Lee Cook, who was in the original She's All That, I believe. She was the girl who was She's, She's All, All that Yeah. Okay, so what, is she like the mom? Um, She's probably a mom, right? I mean, yeah, anyway. it, it, it was it was 22 years ago that the, mm. uh, the original film came out. Uh, I'm guessing, actually, yes, that she has the same surname as the uh, lead character, Paget. So I'm going to go with that she's Paget's mother this time. Okay, okay. I'd be interested to know if she plays like her original character. Does is it? You don't know from looking uh, at the. I have no don't. idea. Okay. I can find out for you if you'd really like. I, I <laughs> do. I really. She like? does not. She does not play okay. her original character. Okay, so there's like a whole thing where people say something about like a woman or a situation in which a woman is in or something and you're like well okay flip it to test it if if you did the exact same thing but put a male gender role into into that situation and it sounds ridiculous then it is ridiculous for you to be saying that about a woman but yeah. this just seems to just i <sighs> are you saying this is stupid in both ways it's ridic- like there's no reason to remake to like reimagine this and like balance the hideousness of which of what she's all that was by making a he's all that like it doesn't make it better or right it just makes it you're trying to make this thing about people the way people look and they have to look a certain way and uh, no it's just it's just infuriating i'm sorry is it gonna be about her discovering that you know beauty is is you know more than skin deep and things like that maybe maybe i'm although it helps that he is also and i'm looking at a picture of him now a very good looking man with nice hair Okay. Well, yeah. Anyway, let's move this... on. This has made you sad. <laughs> <laughs> what else is out on Netflix uh, coming soon? So, as of Thursday, the second of September, you can also watch Afterlife of the Party on Netflix, um, and this is about a social butterfly who dies during her birthday week. Bad times for her. So, hence the title, Afterlife of the Party. Surprisingly, though, to her, she is given a second chance to right her wrongs on Earth by reconnecting with her loved ones and um, prove that she's worthy enough to get into the big VIP room in the sky. I don't know. This feels like the good place. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kind of. That has vibes of that, I think. You know, trying to right wrongs and such from from heaven. But I I saw the trailer for this. Okay. I did not. Okay. Glad to... You're doing your research then. I just went on a five-minute rant about he's all that. There's no time, Chris. Go. <laughs> no, I was going to say it doesn't. It doesn't seem like my sort of thing, but it also seems you know like perfectly enjoyable fluff. But yeah, it's, it's yeah, sort of similar vibes to if you've not seen The Good Place. Um, it's about a woman called Eleanor who is a bit of a, a dirtbag who has led a pretty terrible life on Earth, and she ends up dying and basically has to make herself better in the afterlife to prove herself worthy of being in the afterlife. So yeah, I mean, similar vibes to that. But yeah, that's out on Thursday, 2nd of September. Brilliant. Nothing to say about Amazon, I'm afraid. We got some Prime video exclusives coming in September, so stay tuned for that. Hi, I'm Matt Adams, the heart of the Hearts Advertiser for over 10 years. Join me and host Danny Smith for St Albans Podcast. A weekly look at the news, views and reviews of the city and district of St Albans. As well as our delve into the local stories that matter, we regularly cover topics including health, food and drink, legal matters, the theatre scene and mental health. Alongside our regular features, we talk to people from our wonderful community, sharing some of the amazing work they do. 
Episodes are released every Wednesday at 7pm and you can find us by going to your podcast platform of choice and searching for the St Albans Podcast. Find out more at stalbanspodcast.com. Closer to home for me, I think, maybe than you, Chris, I don't know. But I, I would compare this to Scream, the classic. Yeah. Where you've got a group of teenagers um, all being picked off one by one sort of thing and by, you know, a masked, you know, it's very, I felt like, it, you know, it's very, what do you call it? It's, it's, there's a lot of homage. Homage, yeah. Homage. Homage. To, to scream for sure. And it, a, a sort of coming of age for a couple of the characters. And really, I would say it's the breakfast club with supernatural elements and murder. I think it had a very uh, Stranger Things uh, sort of feel to it. Yeah, true. Um, Early, well, mid-90s and Stranger well, yes, Things I, in the 80s. I mean, Stranger Things in the 80s, yeah, this is 1994, obviously. Uh, so much so that it was even a crossover in one of the actors. Uh, right at the beginning, the character of Heather, who works in the mm. bookshop, uh, was played by Maya Hawke, who is in the, uh, Series 3 of Stranger Things, and is Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman's daughter. There you go. There you go. I also, I tried looking up because I think the mall at the beginning, in my mind, looked very much like the mall they filmed parts of Stranger Things Series 3 in. Mm -hmm. I was trying to look it up. It was a mall in Georgia. I know that I'm pretty sure Stranger Things filmed some stuff around Georgia. So, Okay. I mean, I don't don't know. I've not, I've been to like one mall in America, but like, (laughs) I feel like they're all the same. Yeah, well. I mean, there's a there's a certain overlap in in design and like design, like that. maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, America. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but well, you know malls uh, from having seen the same mall be on de- in tons of different films, probably. That's probably true. Yeah, they probably I mean, there all is a, shoot at very similar malls. There's a lot of uh, film work done in Georgia, isn't there? So yeah, I yes. mean, how many malls can Georgia have, really? <laughs> <laughs> Quite a few. I mean, Georgia's larger than the UK, probably. So oh, massively so, yeah. <laughs> So I'm sure it has a few moles. Yeah. So um, what do you think about the the actual fright factor of Fear Street Part 1? Uh, see, okay. For me, I was not afraid. I, I, so I've, I've rated this out of 10 as a sort of fear factor, fright factor, and I've given it a 3. Mm. I... Did you know? I I don't don't get me wrong. That's nothing to do with the entertainment value. I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was you know it, it kept my attention. It was it was fun. Um, it had sort of had all the elements of horror in it. There's a few like cheap jump scares at the beginning with uh, like high pitched violins trying to get you get you on your edge of your seat. So I think it 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 totally um, stayed true to a formula in that respect. But Something like Scream is way scarier because it's a human person who is doing the stuff. Like it's something that's realistically could happen in theory. Whereas even though this had very strong elements of Scream, the supernatural element for me makes it not scary because for me personally, I don't find supernatural horror scary because it's not like it's not gonna happen in real life. Okay. How about you, Chris? Uh, I like I said I I was not particularly scared. There were a few tense bits, but I at no point wanted to turn the film off uh, like I did when watching Sinister, starring Maya Hawke's father Ethan. Um, it all comes <laughs> it back. It all around. circles back. 
and but I I I thought overall as a movie it was fine. That's the that's the rating I'm going to give it, which is which is okay. It like it you know it was fine, but it did at least make me want to watch the second one. Okay, I'm I'm intrigued enough to want to continue into part two. Yes, and and then potentially a third of ninety. Uh, sorry, part three is in set in sixteen sixty six. Yeah. So, which I'm interested to know because now, like, I feel like I know the answer already in a way. Because, like, why would you go back in time? I don't know. So, I hope that they offer something more than just sort of a repeated story for the next two parts. Because I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. Indeed. And I also realised that last time I didn't um, actually sort of give Ma a rating of any kind. Oh, yes. Um, sure, sure, sure. So I wanted just to clear that up. Uh, so in terms of Fear Factor, I would say it's a 6 out of 10. Okay. So twice as scary as Fear Factor <laughs> Part 1. I guess I guess so. So yeah, so my reasoning again for that is I, I, I really think that if it's something that is happening due to a human driving the horror. Yeah. That is much more scary because, you know, yes, of course, like the the whole Ma movie was, it was, you know, quite extreme what happened, but like people can escalate to extremes in that, in, in real life. So I think it, it, for that reason, pretty scary. Sure thing. So for your next Friday Fright Night, where are we heading? Well, I had I had a few that I was interested in, but I'll I'll recommend them as ones that I am probably going to end up watching at some point as well. So perhaps the listener would like to if they're interested in horror. So there's a, a Japanese movie called Homunculus, uh, which is out on Netflix at the moment, and this is uh, where truth and illusion blurs uh, when a, a homeless amnesiac awakes from experimental medical procedures uh, with the ability to see people's innermost trauma. So I thought. The, the trailer looked quite interesting and a concept that, I don't know, perhaps has not been explored before. So interesting uh, take there, maybe. And the other was uh, an Indian film, um, filmed originally in Tamil language, called Bhumika. And this is a paranormal activity at a lush, abandoned property alarm a group eager to redevelop the site. But eerie events may not be as unearthly as they think. So... Perhaps some supernatural element there, but maybe it's not supernatural. Who's to say? But yeah, the trailer looks quite fun as well. And when I say fun, when I'm talking about horror, <laughs> I mean horror, <laughs> quite horrific. Yeah. Um, so my choice uh, for the listener to go away and uh, also watch along um, in time for next month is, well, see, I've already said the name several times, Chris. Okay. But is, is it is it Candyman? That's correct. Yes. Candyman so, from 1992. Yeah, the original Candyman is out on Netflix. I've never seen it before, and I wanted to perhaps watch it before going to see the new the new one that's coming out in the cinemas. So that was my reason for picking. And yep. chat about it next time. We will indeed. Uh, you're in a in a mall late at night. People are closing up, and it seems that someone turns on someone else, and and there seems to be this sort of massacre within the mall of of late night workers, and then it sort of spirals out from there. But I think would this be a good time to to give a timestamp, Chris? Okay, so if you want to avoid spoilers, please skip to twenty nine twenty.
Okay, so we've got this sort of group of teens who are, some of them are playing sports and are in the band. And because you've got these two sides of town, they're rivals, right? Yeah. Um, and one of the characters have recently broken up with another one of the characters and they don't want to go to the game that, you know, the Friday night game or whatever, because then they'll have to see their ex. And so we get these characters coming together, one of whom, Dina, who is the brokenhearted, and Josh, who is her brother. And we then also have classmate Kate and Simon, all of Shady Side. And then we have Sam, who is uh, Dina's ex. And uh, she doesn't want to see her because, yeah, she's, you know. Well, she's moved to Sunnyvale, hasn't she's she? She's moved to Sunnyvale. So she, you know, she got out of Dodge. She yeah. escaped the, the horrors and crappiness and the poverty and the has moved into a beautiful house. And, you know, the sun always shines over there and it's always thunder and lightning over, over Shadyside. That was my impression anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's not explicitly in the text, but, you know, it, it's implied. <laughs> Then this this uh, this massacre in the mall seems to ignite Josh's sort of spidey sense, as it were, for his detective work on on everything that's been going on. And the other characters are just like, this is just a, a fairy tale. It's it's not real. There's nothing going on. And I can't remember the the triggering can you thing that so, happens. So yeah, this massacre happens, and the person who committed the massacre is shot dead by the police. And then shortly afterwards on this, uh, the, there's an incident in which uh, some sunny veilers and shady siders have a fight uh, and uh, the shady side school bus is chased by sunny ah, veilers. Yes. And uh, an incident happens which causes um, a car to crash uh, in which Sam and her new boyfriend are injured. And during this, um, Sam basically disturbs, it turns out later, disturbs the grave of the witch um, that has been buried there 250 years previous. She then yes. becomes, she then be, she sees the witch. She um, she has visions of the witch. And so the witch starts coming for her. She starts coming for her with the um, deceased murderers of, of Massacre's past, um, including the most recent one and another young woman from the 50s, 70s. Yeah, it was. Oh, I think the, the one from the 50s. Yeah, uh, it was a young woman who'd murdered a bunch of people, and then a guy from the seventies who committed a massacre at a summer camp, um, mm. which is if you know anything about the Fear Street series, uh, there are three films. They were released one after another on uh, like week after week, and the second one, part two, is set in the seventies at this summer camp. So that's about that massacre. Basically, the the gang have to work out how to how to put the how to keep themselves safe, but also everyone's after Sam. So they have to yeah. keep her safe from the um, these undead murderers. Yeah. So can they, you know, can they put the witch back to rest or placate her enough in some way to, to save everyone's life? Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think, and, and we talked about it being an 18, obviously, because of the injury detail and stuff. And there was, there was one injury. Uh, I won't say what it is, but like I was like, "What is happening?" Yeah. <laughs> and I think partly because I actually, you know, it was in it was within a within a um, food shop, 
and I worked with this piece of equipment for for a while so I think that perhaps um <laughs> made me a bit more like um I oh don't no know. what could could this have happened if I'd had some sort of unfortunate <laughs> accident with this machinery indeed exactly so yeah it was a bit it was a bit like closer to the closer to home for me I think maybe than you Chris I don't know but I I would compare this to Scream the classic yeah where you've got a group of teenagers um, all being picked off one by one sort of thing and by, you know, a masked, you know, it's very, I felt like, it, you know, it's very, what do you call it? It's, it's, there's a lot of homage. Homage, yeah. Homage. Homage. To, to Scream for sure. And it, a, a sort of coming of age for a couple of the characters. And really, I would say it's The Breakfast Club with supernatural elements and murder. I think it had a very uh, Stranger Things uh, sort of feel to it. Yeah, true. Um, Early nine, well, mid nineties, and Stranger well, yes, Things I, in the eighties. I mean, Stranger Things in the eighties. Yeah, this is nineteen ninety four, obviously. Uh, so much so that it was even a crossover in one of the actors uh, right at the beginning. The character of Heather, who works in the mm. bookshop, uh, was played by Maya Hawke, who is in the, uh, series three of Stranger Things, and is Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman's daughter. There you go. There you go. I also, I tried looking up because I think the mall at the beginning, in my mind, looked very much like the mall they filmed parts of Stranger Things Series 3 in. Mm -hmm. I was trying to look it up. It was a mall in Georgia. I know that I'm pretty sure Stranger Things filmed some stuff around Georgia. So, Okay. I mean, I I, I don't know. I've not, I've been to like one mall in America, but like, (laughs) I feel like they're all the same. As yeah, well. I mean, there's a there's a certain overlap in in design and like design, like maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, America. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but well, you know malls uh, from having seen the same mall be on de- in tons of different films, probably. That's probably true. Yeah, they probably I mean, there all is a, shoot at very similar malls. There's a lot of uh, film work done in Georgia, isn't there? So yeah, I yes. mean, how many malls can Georgia have, really? <laughs> <laughs> Quite a few. I mean, Georgia's larger than the UK, probably. So oh, massively so, yeah. <laughs> So I'm sure it has a few moles. Yeah. So um, what do you think about the the actual fright factor of Fear Street Part 1? See, okay. For me, I was not afraid. So I've I've rated this out of 10 as a sort of fear factor, fright factor, and I've given it a three. Mm. I... Did you know? I I don't don't get me wrong. That's nothing to do with the entertainment value. I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was you know it, it kept my attention. It was it was fun. Um, it had sort of had all the elements of horror in it. There's a few like cheap jump scares at the beginning with uh, like high pitched violins trying to get you get you on your edge of your seat. So I think it 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 totally um, stayed true to a formula in that respect. But Something like Scream is way scarier because it's a human person who is doing the stuff. Like it's something that's realistically could happen in theory. Whereas even though this had very strong elements of Scream, the supernatural element for me makes it not scary because for me personally, I don't find supernatural horror scary because it's not like it's not going to happen in real life. How about you, Chris? Uh, I like I said I I was not particularly scared. There were a few tense bits, but I at no point wanted to turn the film off uh, like I did when watching Sinister. 
starring my hawk's father ethan um it all, comes <laughs> it back all circles back <laughs> and but i i i thought overall as a movie it was fine that's the that's the rating i'm going to give it which is which is okay it like it you know it was fine but it did at least make me want to watch the second one okay i'm i'm intrigued enough to want to continue into part two yes and and then potentially a third of 90 uh sorry part three is in set in 1666 yeah so which i'm interested to know because now like i feel like i know the answer already in a way because like why would you go back in time i don't know so i hope that they offer something more than just sort of a repeated story for the next two parts because i don't know we'll see yeah we will see Indeed. And I also realised that last time I didn't um, actually sort of give Ma a rating of any kind. Oh, yes. Um, sure, sure, sure. So I wanted just to clear that up. Uh, so in terms of fear factor, I would say it's a six out of ten. Okay. So twice as scary as fear factor <laughs> part one. I guess I guess so. So yeah, so my reasoning again for that is I, I, I really think that if it's something that is happening due to a human driving the horror yeah that is much more scary because you know yes of course like the the whole ma movie was it was you know quite extreme what happened but like people can escalate to extremes in that in in real life so i think it, for that reason pretty scary sure thing so for your next friday fright night where are we heading well, I had I had a few that I was interested in, but I'll I'll recommend them as ones that I am probably going to end up watching at some point as well. So perhaps the listener would like to if they're interested in horror. So there's a, a Japanese movie called Homunculus, uh, which is out on Netflix at the moment, and this is uh, where truth and illusion blurs uh, when a, a homeless amnesiac awakes from experimental medical procedures uh, with the ability to see people's innermost trauma. So I thought. The, the trailer looked quite interesting and a concept that, I don't know, perhaps has not been explored before. So interesting uh, take there, maybe. And the other was uh, an Indian film, um, filmed originally in Tamil language, called Bhumika. And this is a paranormal activity at a lush, abandoned property alarm a group eager to redevelop the site. But eerie events may not be as unearthly as they think. So... Perhaps some supernatural element there, but maybe it's not supernatural. Who's to say? But yeah, the trailer looked quite fun as well. And when I say fun, when I'm talking about horror, <laughs> I mean horror, <laughs> quite horrific. Yeah. Um, so my choice uh, for the listener to go away and uh, also watch along um, in time for next month is, well, see, I've already said the name several times, Chris. Okay. But is, is it is it Candyman? That's correct. Yes. Candyman so, from 1992. Yeah, the original Candyman is out on Netflix. I've never seen it before, and I wanted to perhaps watch it before going to see the new the new one that's coming out in the cinemas. So that was my reason for picking. And yep. chat about it next time. We will indeed. Part four of the St. Albans Film Guide is where we uh, discuss Sam's picks of films on free-to-air television for the coming week. So what do we have starting tonight? 
Yes, tonight, 9pm on the Horror Channel, gosh, I really am one track, aren't I, Um, (laughs) is the 1990s brilliant Tremors. I really enjoyed this uh, when we first saw it. Yeah. Uh, It was quite recent we saw it. It was, well, I say about recent, a couple of years ago. It was in lockdown, wasn't it? Uh, Maybe just before. I'm not sure. Time's off all meaning. Yeah. But it's really, really fun. Um, Yeah. And the... The special effects, I think, really hold up. Yeah, excellent. Absolutely excellent. I mean, it really shows that practical effects, are, you know, really, they hold, obviously, they hold up way easier than, a, you know, a computer-generated one, especially from early in, early in sort of computer graphics days. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's fun. Like, yes, it is like a, a horror-based concept, but... Even I got through it without getting without getting scared. Basically, you know, a small, a very small town in the middle of the U.S. desert is being terrorized by ground-dwelling giant man-eating worms. Basically, indeed. What more could and you want? Exactly. Kevin Bacon's in there. In there. Yep. Some other people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a woman actually has leg hair. It's amazing. That's Sam's takeaway from the film. <laughs> so Saturday, twenty eighth of August. Yeah. So this is this is early doors. Uh, so this is really Friday night into Saturday morning, one twenty a.m. The Descent. Okay. And I'm pretty sure this is on at another point in the week as well. Potentially, I forget. But the reason I picked this time is because it's the dead of night, and if you're going to watch The Descent and you're going to watch it properly. And get absolutely scared witless, because this is one of the scariest movies ever made. Sam is scared by nothing except for Lego Joker, and <laughs> thinks this is a terrifying movie. So that's how scary it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this this is uh, 2005, um, this is on Film 4, and it's a adventure story, really, I suppose, at the beginning at least. Um, a group of women, friends from college or or something like that, go and they do sort of a regular caving expedition. So they're all very experienced, but they, they go to explore different places each time. And so they end up, yeah, they, I mean, they, they go into this cave. They've had a good night the night before, or, you know, haven't seen each other for a while, go to explore this cave and then stuff gets very real very quickly and it becomes there's, quite there's terrifying something down in those caves they were not expecting yep so yeah it's not it's not just simply them being trapped up a mountain and having to chew their arm off or anything like that although that was a real thing so that's not really comparable but uh for 127 hours but yeah so this this is horror at its finest and it's british so even better yep. and then if you can't sleep and you're still awake at 11:50 a.m. after watching the descent <laughs> you can tune in to five star and watch steel magnolias from 1989 now i haven't seen this chris am i recommending a problematic movie because it has an all-star cast i have absolutely no idea cool. i don't think you should worry about it okay i won't i've actually put it in my diary because i think i will watch this because i haven't watched it and i've heard I think I've heard good things, hopefully. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to watch a dud. Who knows? But yeah, so that's on there. Maybe I'll try and remember to report back next time. Sure. Then moving on to 6.40pm, also on Saturday the 28th, on the Horror Channel, 
is 2010's Mega Piranha. And we have seen this, haven't we, Chris? This is the one we've seen, I believe, yes. It is indeed. This is starring... Starring 80s pop sensation Tiffany. 80s pop sensation Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, just, they had the most perfect moment in that movie. I, I was genuinely telling someone this the other day, that they hire 80s pop sensation Tiffany, and mm-hmm. at no point, no point throughout the movie where they're being chased by, you guessed it, mega piranhas, at no point is it get a bit quiet and they're in a dark room and she looks around mm-hmm. and says, I think we're alone now. They're... Did not happen. Why? Why indeed. But okay, so this is a terrible movie, but at the same <laughs> time, it's one of those... Beautiful movies that are so terrible that it's just fun, it, entertaining. It's one of those movies where they just keep using the same shot of like the same car driving down the same street like Not repeatedly. Only but do they like, do they, they they darken it for nighttime. Yes, exactly. I was gonna say. Not only do they use the same shot, they like flip it so it's coming from the other direction, then they darken it so it's at night. And there's a bit where someone's phone the battery runs out, I think. <laughs> But it's like a phone, like phones it, nowadays, it, you can't. I think take it's the an iPhone. Out. I think it might yeah. be something similar to an iPhone and they take the battery out. It's like no one can, you can't do that. But yep. it's, they had to do it to forward the plot or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's just a, a joke, but it's also hilarious. So bit of yeah. Saturday afternoon fun. So what's on Sunday then? Okay, Sunday, also on the Horror Channel, Chris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. At 6 50 p.m. 1958 the blob okay so this is uh yeah this is also on my in my diary because i don't think i don't think i've actually seen this and it is a classic it's got steve mcqueen in it it's got steve mcqueen in it it has the blob um (laughs) you know of the blob fame (laughs) yes that's what steve mcqueen most notable (laughs) the blob from 1958 but I believe there was like a 1970s or early 80s remake. Um, I believe there was. But this this is the original. And so, yeah, uh, if you've not seen it, like me, here's your opportunity. 1988. Oh, okay. was a version so it's a bit of the later blob. than I thought. There we go. Yes. Moving on. What's the next one on your list? So I've skipped out Monday. There was a nout to be seen. But Tuesday, 31st of August, we have the adjustment... The adjust... (laughs) The adjustment bureau. (laughs) We're leaving this all in. This is not Uh, getting edited. I'm the editor, so I'll edit (laughs) (laughs) You edit how you please. The adjustment bureau. (laughs) No. No. The adjustment bureau. (laughs) Yeah, so close. Staying what in is this... what is this word? Can't they just bureau. say cabinet? Bureau. Can't they just say cabinet? <laughs> the, adjustment the adjustment bureau. Bureau. Nope. Bureau. Bu- oh, you were close there. Okay, we're moving on. Nine p.m. <laughs> on great movies. This is actually a great movie. I would agree. Yeah. I want to say Matt Damon. You do. Yes, and yeah. Kate. Nope. Jennifer. Nope. <laughs> That's all the <laughs> uh, Emily Blunt. Emily, of course. Uh, Emily Blunt. Yes, sorry, Emily. I am rubbish at everything, including mostly knowing people's names. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, this is a timey wimey, um, <laughs> what based movie. I haven't seen it for such a long time, Chris, but there's 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 events and events get changed or have to be changed <laughs> by the bureau. <laughs> it's yeah, clearly you... it's clearly worth a rewatch because I haven't seen it for a while, but I know it's a good movie. Yes. Um I think we should just move on before you uh just vaguely describe this movie anymore. Okay. Wednesday the first of September, nine PM on five star, The Terminator. Classic. Classic nineteen eighty four, I think. Nineteen eighty four. Arnold Schwarzenegger at his most silent but greatest. <laughs> um I believe he said like twenty five words or something throughout this entire movie, got paid the highest per word or something. Um not sure if that's true anymore, but <laughs> Vin I thought you were to say just not sure if that's true. But you know <laughs> you claim that it was true at some point. I think it was. Vin okay. Diesel said, I am Groot, which is technically three words, even though he repeated it several times. But I'm sure he got paid a lot of money for that. So that's, you know. But anyway. So if you've not seen The Terminator, where have you been? Sci-fi classic, a future apocalypse is 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 going to happen. But in order to stop the apocalypse, the humans in the future send back someone to... Wait, I've gotten this mixed up, haven't I? You, yeah. So in the future... The machines have taken over because the humans humans could not stop the AI revolution, clearly. The machines then try to wipe out humanity and there's a resistance of humans who are hoping to overthrow the machines. But the machines are like, right, well, if we go back in time, we can kill the human who's leading the resistance and therefore have an easier time of it in the future. And so this terminator machine in the form of arnold schwarzenegger is sent back in time to kill the mother of the leader of the resistance in the future and so she has to go on the run away from the machine but then a human future human person is also sent back to help protect her and then is is his own grandfather no wait that's not right it's the his best mate from the future who then become anyway that's a spoiler <laughs> I think we'll leave it there. <laughs> but also, this week on TV is The Predator. Please do not watch that movie. Mm. If you think you want to watch a classic, The Terminator and Predator movies, don't don't get confused and watch The Predator because that is a terrible reboot, remake, wannabe in the franchise franchise movie, but could be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. So don't. Don't get excited about potentially watching Predator and The Terminator because it's not Predator, it's The Predator. I'm in agreement. The pre- there, are, there are very few films that I can say that I actually hated. Most films, if they're bad, it's just like, oh, okay, that was a waste of my time. But I actively hated the fact that I spent two hours or whatever watching The Predator. It was and... fully insulting to everything that Predator was. Yeah. And just, and just sci-fi art in and uh, yeah, exactly. Don't watch that. Watch the Terminator. Yeah, exactly. Well, blimey, Chris, thank you so much. That's quite all right. Thank you. Thank you, listener, for uh, tuning in. If, and... if people would like to uh, email in with any of their views on anything we've discussed, uh, where would they do that? 
You can email me, sam at com, if you'd prefer to talk to Chris, chris at com, And you can find all the information about this and all our other podcasts on the St. Albans Podcast Network at com. Wonderful. And next week, Danny will be back with Howard Linsky talking movies, uh, Howard's choice of movies on free-to-air television and the things coming out in cinema and streaming. But thanks very much again for listening. See you next time. Bye-bye. 